What's up, guys? Uh, college football week five is gone. Um, lots of interesting scores, that's for sure. Going to get into uh, college football week six and give our game day picks and some upsets potentially. I got Trent back finally from Eugene, Oregon, and uh, got Alec here on the golf course. But uh, we all made it here live and well. So what's up, guys? The king is back. Yeah. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Yeah. All right, man. Um, let's get right into it. Um, one of the more, probably one of the more shocking scores, I actually watched this whole game because I couldn't get my eyes off. It was uh, the Georgia game. Uh, that was against Missouri. That was definitely a, uh, an eye-opener. Um, look, Stenson Bennett didn't have the best game, but uh, he did enough to win that game. Uh, quite frankly, that was a huge opportunity uh, missed for Missouri. Um, look, Stenson Bennett threw 312 yards, no touchdown passes, but uh, they got the job done, and Brady Cook threw a touchdown. But the more eye-opening for this game was the freaking Missouri kicker. The guy's built like a tank. He had 250-yarders. And a 48-yarder, uh, their kicker kept them alive, but Georgia came back in the end and, and won 26 to 22. And some other news, not that it's that big of a deal, but they fell in the rankings to two from one. I believe Bama now has a top spot. But uh, Alec, uh, I know you probably watched this game. What was your take on that? I think that they are um, allowed to have a slip-up game. You got to remember it's the SEC. I'm not, you know, touting up Missouri by any means, but. Um, you know, they're going to be playing teams that want to give them their all and take them down every single week. So uh, it seems like they got a little behind and it's not really something that they're used to because this whole year they've been dominating. Um, but they responded and were able to pull out the win away at nighttime. You know, I thought it was a, a good look for the team. Uh, as far as the rankings go, you know, they're going to bounce back and forward until those teams play each other at the end of the year. But you know, I would just say that Bama and Georgia are tied for first, really. Um, but I'm not too worried about this Georgia team. Yeah, um, well said, man. Look, it's it's hard. This is college football, man. It's hard to win by 40 points every single week. Uh, quite frankly, I think this is a little good for Georgia. Uh, see what they got when they're down behind. But uh, they responded well. Stenson Bennett, like I said, he's not the sexiest quarterback in the world, but he gets the job done. Um, Trent, I know you were away for a bit, but what was your take on the Georgia Bulldogs uh, having a close game when basically everyone thought they were highly unbeatable, but it looks like they have a chance to be beat. What do you think about it? I mean, yeah, kind of like what Alex said, it's the SEC. You're going to, you're going to find yourself in a dog fight every now and then, you know, even when you're playing an inferior team, uh, Georgia just had one of those games, but you know, the takeaway from that is, uh, the defense was still stout with the exception of that the second quarter. They still, we're pretty solid, pretty formidable de defensively. And, you know, the, the, the great teams always find a way to win, even when their offense isn't performing. So uh, it's definitely, you know, discouraging. But at the end of the day, it's only one week. Uh, George has proven that they, they, they're, they're pretty elite um, in terms of uh, college football this season. Uh, but I, I think that, you know, the, the, the battle for that number one spot, uh, it's just, it's, it's going to be a week by week thing Who, who's playing better that, you know, any given week. And right now it's Alabama. So it could very easily next week switch of Georgia blows somebody out and Alabama's in a dog fight. So I wouldn't get too concerned with, with one and two at the moment. Yeah. Um, that's well said, man. Um, let's talk about the game that you were at. That was uh, Oregon against Stanford. Um, Oregon won pretty easily 45 to 27. Um, 
Yeah, man. Uh, Trent, you were there. I'll give you the floor first. What were your take overall thoughts on that game? I mean, I'll say this. Oregon, I know Stanford isn't the greatest team, but Oregon looked like a completely different football team that we saw in week one against Georgia. I mean, these guys have so much speed. It's crazy. I mean, their running backs, all, all of them by committee, are just really, really fast on the outsides. They're really hard to tackle. Um, Bo Nix is Bo Nix. He wasn't really making all the throws, but um, he can also run. I think he had a hundred plus rushing yards as well. Um, he kind of just put his stamp on the game, uh, on the, on the ground, but, um, uh, Bucky Irving is, is Oregon's running back. Um, and he was, he was phenomenal. He's one, he's one of the, one of the better performances I've seen this season. Um, and you know, St- Stanford was just kind of in that first half, they were kind of just like stuck. Like Oregon just had their number. They couldn't do anything. Um, second half, I think Oregon kind of took their foot off the pedal a little bit. But, um, you know, I, w- I was pretty impressed by Oregon that game. I didn't expect them to come in and, and be so dominant. Yeah. Um, look, obviously, they had that really bad loss against Georgia. But, you know, playing Georgia, it's always a really tough matchup. So I guess technically, if you want to consider that a, a, a quote unquote good loss, it is Georgia. But after that, they've been really rolling, man. They beat BYU. They beat another uh, ranked team last week. Came back from Washington State. Uh, yeah, it's a good team, man. Dan Lanning's doing a good job after that week and, one. And I'll I'll say one more thing. It is hard to play there, man. That place is loud and that place is bumping. I mean, right from opening kickoff, it's a Pac-12 after dark game. You know, not the greatest opponent, but that place is filled to the bone. Uh, and it was just, it was electric. It's it's really, really tough to play at Austin. Nice, man. It's pretty cool. Uh, you got to go there. Um, I'm assuming you would recommend anyone to go out there for a game sometime, right? It's, I mean, look, that, that campus and their football facilities is sick. Like that, that place is football paradise. Yeah. Obviously it's owned by the Nike guys. Well, yeah, like they, awesome. they, it's, it's pretty like for any college football fan, it's, it's pretty amazing to see all the stuff they got going on over there. It's a great place to play football. Great, great atmosphere. Um, and I was pretty impressed. Pretty cool, man. Um, Alec, uh, did you ever get a glimpse of this game? It was a Ball. Um, so I didn't catch the second half. Trent's saying they cooled it off. So it seems like I didn't miss much. But um, one thing that I've noticed about Oregon, with the exception of that Georgia game, which again is the first game of the year with a new head coach, you know, uh, is that their offense is one of their games. And, and it's not really something, um, you know, Oregon was always known when they had Chip Kelly and I guess for a little bit with Mark Helfrick of having like potent offenses. And um, they were good, uh, don't get me wrong, and they did have some good uh, talent when Cristobal was there. I'm not trying to throw shade on them. But their offense is their strong suit. And, um, you know, I guess at the end of the day, Knicks is a, you know, kind of like a playmaker quarterback. And, you know, he may lose the game for you uh, by making stupid throws, but it's not like he isn't capable of playing quarterback so you got a veteran guy and then you're surrounding him with talent it seems like that's all working out um with them and then you know um Dillingham got to give him props in his first year as an OC we'll see how that uh works out moving forward but uh they're pretty solid team man I think they're going to be giving USC a run if they play them uh and whoever else they come across yeah uh so yeah for those viewers at home let definitely keep an eye on oregon uh they're definitely a team to watch they're uh kind of on a hot streak here I believe it now it's four in a row since they lost the first week so keep an eye on them man their offense is rolling it's kind of ironic because they got a defensive coach but uh their offense have been killing it so 
good for Oregon. Uh, college football is always better when they're good. Um, let's get to a, uh, a team that Alec uh, put me on the eye last week, and they did not disappoint, man. Defensively, they were great. Uh, that's I can't believe I'm saying this, but this is the Kansas Jayhawks. No, not basketball, but football. Um, yeah, they beat Matt Campbell's uh, Iowa State, who's a team that's pretty good. Uh, they won 14-11. wasn't you know, a, a blowout by any means or an offensive juggernaut team, but uh, they got the job done. But, uh, Alec, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I don't watch too many Kansas Jayhawks games, but I might start doing it soon. Uh, I'm not sure if game day is there, but it looks like it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, Alec, what, what's your take on Kansas? And then Trim will follow up with you, man. But uh, you've been telling me about this team for a while. So what is it about them that makes them so good this year? It's just, it's just kind of like a Cinderella story uh, so far. I think the early part of their schedule wasn't anything too crazy. And now they're just starting to get into the beef of their conference play. And um, that's when we're really going to see what the team's made of. Specifically this week, they play TCU, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, you know, they have a pretty good offensive scheme. They didn't put up a lot of numbers last week. But uh, other than last week, you know, they've been winning games with their offense. They won a big game against Duke at home, a uh, game where I picked Duke to win, actually. So that caught me by surprise. Um, but they're just riding a lot of momentum, and they got all their fans in on it. And in college football, that can take you a pretty long way. Uh, momentum is really, really huge. So I'm not I'm not going to, um, you know, pick them for conference contention just yet. I think they're playing <laughs> – in my opinion, the best team in the Big 12 at this point, which is TCU. Um, they're playing them this weekend. So, you know, if they could pull out a dub or, you know, even put up a fight, then we'll really know. Uh, but I think it's just a little too early right now. Yeah. Uh, Trent, I remember we were talking earlier before we got on here. Um, this is the first time Kansas has been ranked for since, I believe, it was seven years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, since no, they had their more, old... maybe more than that. I think over a decade ago. Over a decade ago. So, uh what is it about Kansas, man? I mean, look, they're ranked. They're 19 now. I think that's the first time they've been ranked for a long, long time. Uh, this is obviously known for a basketball school. But, uh, yeah, man, they're making some noise in uh, football. And they they beat a pretty quality opponent, uh, Iowa State, and Matt Campbell's uh, sign clones. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Kansas is – I mean, look, you see you see how they are with basketball when, when the town rallies behind them. I mean, we're talking about, you know, a small town of – Lawrence, Kansas, where not a lot going on, but, you know, the basketball team is, is their life, and you see how tough it is to play there, how and the momentum just carries them. The last time they were ranked, it might have been like 2007 or 2009, they were a really good team, and they were hard to beat at home because, you know, they're winning. You know, that that's a – you got the whole – you got almost the whole state, you know, rallying for them. So, uh, I, I'm – you know, this last game – it's just really weird considering Janet Daniels didn't even have a hundred yards throwing. Yeah. He, didn't, he threw the ball only 14 times. Uh, they did not score in the second half, but they still pulled out a win. Like the defense just held. And uh, that's not, just not something that, that does not happen in Kansas. That hasn't happened in, in again over a decade, but you know, when they do get rolling like this, they usually are, they're legit. So uh, that TCU game is going to be, Honestly, the fact that game day is going to be in Kansas is absolutely That's pretty crazy, cool. Yeah, considering Alabama and Texas A&M play the same week. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think that's going to be a a really really telling game in terms of the direction the Big Twelve is heading. Yep. Uh, well said, man. Um, 
Let's get to uh, a college coach who never disappoints. He's definitely a character. Uh, they got another quality win at home against Kentucky. That's the lane train, man. Train. Uh, look, this guy just keeps finding a way to win. He's a, he's a pretty good coach, and uh, every week he has a very – I thought the game plan was fantastic. Um, Kentucky had a chance to win this game, but uh, they fell up short. But, look, Jackson Dart didn't have his best game, but got the job done. Running backs played great. Threw a pick, fine. Um you know, Will Livy is getting a lot of noise now in terms of NFL talk. Uh, he had threw a tough, couple touchdown passes, uh, threw for 220 yards. Um, look, I didn't watch much of this game, but uh, uh, Alec, w- what was your thoughts on, on this game? I think at this point, um, you know, Lane Train is finally starting to get everything to come together, which is something that, yeah, he's, he's had some flashes of success everywhere he's gone, but he's also kind of been known to, uh, you know, maybe get going when things get tough or kind of leave programs in messy situations. And it seems like they've only been going up since he's uh, started at Ole Miss. One thing, um, you know, I, I think that they are a legitimate team um, and they're going to play Alabama at some point because they're in the same division. And I think that's going to be a real game to watch. You know, Kiffin was uh, Saban's old DC. So I think that, you know, going to college and being the or OC, being the OC at um, Alabama, kind of getting his kicks in under Saban, kind of transformed him as a coach. He had success at FAU. And I know that Florida State, Florida, and Miami in the last couple of years were in uh, coaching searches. And maybe we're a little hesitant to, uh, you know, bring them in or whatever it was. I, I know that I was at the time. And, um, you know, I think that that would have been a great hire if any one of those teams made that. So I'm very impressed. There's a really good Kentucky team, a tough defense, and they just, you know, didn't have a problem with them. Yeah. Uh, well said, man. Look, I, Lane Kiven sometimes gives out the wrong vibe because of his personality. He's definitely uh, not one to shy away from any comment. But, uh, yeah, he's done a tremendous job at Ole Miss. Uh, 5-0 and is, in the SEC is very impressive. So, uh, good for him. And good call on uh, UM. They did have a chance to get him. Uh, look, it's, it's year one of the rebuild. Of course, the ball will see how it pans out. But right now, uh, yeah, Lane Kiven's doing a great job. Uh, what's your quick thoughts on Ole Miss, Trent? I thought this game was, was a great game. I actually was able to catch some of it. Um, you know, I, I, am not going to take too much away from Kentucky. They, 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 I thought they still played a pretty good game. They, they just, they lost to a great team at home. I thought Will Levis still showed up. Uh, he still played great. Um, at the end of the day, lane train offense in the first quarter just was too much to, to, to come back from. Um, Ole Miss defense was a little more impressive than I thought they'd be. Um, I thought Kentucky defensively still played well, but again, you know, that lane train offense, Sometimes just hard to stop when he gets the ball rolling. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I mean, I, I still like Kentucky going forward. I still think they're a great team, and I think they still can make a run potentially late. Um, I, I agree. But again, Ole Miss at home, losing by three, it's it's you know it just happens sometimes. You play you play a better team at home, or maybe not a better team, but a great team at home. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I I like both these teams going forward. Yeah, for the for the people at home, people forget, man, that Lane Kiffin was the offensive coordinator for Alabama. So he knows what he's doing, man. He's a smart mind on the offensive uh, mind. But uh, look, this is – I know there's no such thing as good losses, but this is a very good loss in the resume for Kentucky. They lost by three at home in Ole Miss. That's a tough place to play. 
And as you said, Trent, their season's definitely not over. They still play Michigan or Mississippi State, who uh, just came off a great win off AM. They play uh, Tennessee the week after, and then they uh, later in the year play uh, Georgia. So they have a, a chance to redeem their season and definitely get in the mix of potentially the playoffs. So their season's not over by any stretch of means. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man, Lane, Lane Kevin looks pretty good. I got to see what they play next week. But uh, yeah, man, uh, what a great start for that program. Um, let's get into another game that. Uh, I know uh, Alec picked them at home to win, but uh, I just I I'm taking I told you, man, the mullet is every year has good teams, man. Now they're seven. They beat obviously Baylor at home, 3625. Um yeah, look, the the quarterback wasn't a tremendous game, but uh one pick, one touchdown, 181 yards. Uh the rushing was fantastic. Um again, Blake Chapman, two picks, two touchdowns, threw a lot of threw a lot for three, almost 350 yards. Um I like, man, I know Dave Aran is one of your, one of your more up and coming guys. You've been praising him a lot, but what's your take on the Baylor bears at three and two so far this year? Um, yeah, it seems like a slump start to me. Uh, this team looks like they may be taking a, taking a step back. Um, I, uh, you know, these are games where like the Iowa state game, for example, or not Iowa state, um, Whatever other game they lost, BYU. BYU. You, you, yeah, you're you're expecting them to, um, you know, really show out and blow up. And we're finally at that point in this third year, and you know they're still a little shaky. I don't think that um, you know there's any reason for concern about Aranda just yet. Um, but you know, there's other teams now in the Big Twelve that have shown more uh, that they have more to offer, and. Um, you know, but but having said that, this Baylor and Oklahoma State kind of matchup rivalry has been really great over the last couple of years. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, it goes without saying all hell the mullet, but they got to uh, they just got to regroup and understand that they played a veteran team with a veteran quarterback and a seasoned head coach who's instilled in a concrete culture over there of winning and competing. Um, so maybe some reevaluations. It just doesn't seem like Baylor has it offensively, which is something that historically they have. So we'll see. I, I'm a little concerned there. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, time will tell. Uh, Baylor still has a couple of tough games later in the year to prove themselves, but uh, three and two is not really the best start. But, uh, you know, playing on the road at BYU is, is obviously a, uh, a tough opponent. But, uh, you know, Trent, I want to ask you, man, uh, how legit is Oklahoma State? I know they haven't played that many great opponents. I think this is their first real test. But, uh, yeah, man, the mullet seems to be doing a good job over there. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say that, you know, uh, Baylor may not be as good as they were last year. But at the end of the day, their two losses were, I guess, a good BYU team at home and a much improved Oklahoma State team. So I, I wouldn't, you know sound the alarms just yet on Baylor and Aranda, but yeah. in terms of Oklahoma state, I mean, they just, they've come to play every single game. They, sh- they show up every single game. So um, they really have not been tested yet. I, I, I yes, you, you're right. And Baylor is, has been their, their, their best opponent so far. And I still think Baylor is a good opponent and, and, you know, they, they handled them, I'd say. Um, but Oklahoma state this season has just looked, you know, no, no, not a lot of flaws. I mean, uh, they, they they gave up 44 to Central Michigan in, in week one, which is the biggest glaring issue, if you ask me. But, I mean, they play Texas Tech next week at home, and then they get TCU on the road. 
Um, and that's going to be a huge game and a really, really telling game for them as well. Yeah. But uh, I think Spencer, Spencer Sanders is a real deal college quarterback. Um, I think that as of now, they're, they're probably the big 12 favorite. I mean, we're going to, the winner of that TCU game, I think is going to decide that. But uh, for now, I, I mean, I think Oklahoma state's, you know, pretty damn good. Yeah, they are. Um, look, that's like you said, man, it's their first quality opponent. Uh, they have definitely more chances to prove themselves before. No, good start for them. Uh, we'll see later down the road what happens to them. Um, let's get to a game. I'm pretty sure you guys are both watching at some point. Uh, and that is uh, Alex Florida state Seminoles at wake forest. <laughs> Um, look, they won by 10, but quite frankly, this is a game that uh, FSU really could have won. And they had to take some unnecessary gambles because, uh, you know, Norvell just didn't have any confidence in his kicker. Yeah. Uh, he passed up a – they were on their 35-yard line, and they could have – I mean, it was like a fourth and seven, I believe, and he opted to go for it instead of trust his kicker. Uh, he missed a PA, uh, PAT earlier. I mean, really, to be honest, the kicker was a story of this game, not making excuses for – Florida State, but uh, look, Sam Hartman is as good as he gets at college quarterback. He played great. Um, but this is a game that really FSU could have won. I know they lost by 10, but it was a lot closer than the score make, make, made it seem to be. But, uh, Alec, I'll give you the floor, man. What was your take on the Seminoles? I think that there's more to it than just the kicker. Um, you know, I think we got out coached um, by – what I believe to be like the most senior team in college football, this Wake Forest team, mm -hmm. all their starters have grown together, played together for the last three years. Their, their uh, system is, is ironclad. Everybody's where they need to be and, and rarely do they fail to execute. So what you got to do in these games is get some takeaways and uh, kind of, try to switch things up early, get an early lead. And, you know, I, I could I could really talk about this game for an entire episode because <laughs> I was so impressed and legitimately terrified watching it unfold. The Wake Forest offensive scheme with their uh, slow mesh run past option every play. Um, Hartman is a guy who can throw the ball and hit a dime 40 yards away. And um, that system is just perfect for the players that they have. And we went into it with, with an idea of how to disrupt it, but we couldn't contain the edges. And uh, anytime we, we got pressure on the quarterback, there's either somebody open or he was able to get out. And, you know, it was a tale of two halves because we really did you know, play, I think, a better game in the second half. Maybe we're the better team in the second half, but they killed us in the first half. We were down three touchdowns, and it seems like we didn't have an answer. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's not the end of the world. I think that it's going to be one of the toughest challenges we have this year. And we got to regroup, man. Hopefully the, the players have a little chip on their shoulder moving into this uh, nighttime away game at NC State this week. Um, yeah. But it was a tough loss. It was, man. And look, uh, FSU season is obviously by far not even close to over. You still have to play NC State and Clemson the next couple of weeks, so you guys can definitely redeem yourself. But uh, something else I quickly noticed from this game was the delayed RPO from Wake Forest. Uh, you guys really struggled with that for a bit, man. Um, yeah, man. Sam Hartman is a really, a really, really good quarterback, man. You're right. They have a really good system for what they have there. Um, I think you're right. I think this is one of the more heavily senior teams. Uh, but Trent, what was your uh, quick thoughts? I 
I thought FSU played well. I mean, I did too. Yeah. I, I so this Wake Forest team is honestly they could have beaten Clemson very easily last week, and they could be a top five team right now. Uh, they're in overtime possession away from being a top five team. They really are. Yeah. Um, this is a team like Alex said, super experienced. Uh, they're all pretty for the most part veterans. They have a very slow developing offense in the mesh. That's and it's it's honestly not easy. It's not an easy offense to run but they execute it so well and uh, they have the perfect quarterback for it. Uh, so there, this is a really, really tough team to stop offensively and Florida state adjusted. And they, I thought they played really well defensively in the second half. Um, it was just too much. It was too much in the first half on, and on, in addition to that, they're cursed with probably the worst kicker in football. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, it, it just sucks. It's just the way it is. But yeah. uh, I, I still like this Florida state team a lot. Uh, I, th- I think they just ran into a team that impressed the shit out of me. I think they're probably, you know, they're neck and neck with Clemson in terms of the they best. They really are. Yep. You're- I, I arguably think Wake Forest is just as good as Clemson. Um, but going forward, I think FSU is going to be fine. Uh, I think their offense is, is still pretty stout with, with Travis and Johnny Wilson. And the run game is great with Trayshawn Ward and Benson and Tofili and all these guys. So, uh, I, I wouldn't be hanging my head if I was a Florida State fan. I think they just ran into a really good team at Wake Forest, too. So, um, you know, I, I just think, if anything, it's just props to Wake Forest, man. They look really good. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, it, was a, it was a home game. It was an FSU home game. It was at FSU? Yeah, it was a home game. Day game. I, it would have been helpful if it was a night game. But, you know, that's not an excuse. I mean, they, they just, dude, they came out and they outplayed us. They, they uh, just execute, man. And I mean, at the beginning they, of the game. they really have that offense down, and, and that that's not an easy offense to defend if they execute. I mean, it's it's tough as shit, and they run it perfectly. And I, but at the same time, hats off to FSU. In the second half, Wake Forest didn't have nearly as much success running that mesh. I mean, they were getting stumped a lot. So I mean, Florida State's front front seven is, is pretty damn talented. On top of that, so uh, Florida State going forward, I, I I still like them over NC State. You know and Clemson will be interesting, but Wake Forest just looks damn good. Yeah. Uh, let's get to a couple more, and then we'll go to uh, next week's games here. Um, speaking of NC State, let's talk about them for a second. They played Clemson at home in Death Valley. Um, a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Um, look, Devin Larry threw 245 yards, a touchdown and a pick, and, uh, you know, DJ threw uh, one touchdown, 209 yards. Uh, rushing was a good thing for them, really. They had Will Shipley, you know, did decent stuff, ran for 60 yards and have a touchdown, was called back at the one-yard line. Um, NC State was in this game for a while, man. Uh, they kept it close the whole time. That's really what you want when you're playing in Death Valley. So, uh, Trent, uh, look, I know you're not the biggest NC State uh, fan, but uh, they did keep, hold their own for a bit. And, and yep. I know Clemson is – it's. it's I don't care where who you are, man. It's so hard to play in that environment. So, yep. to, to lose by 10, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, look – I've never, I've always said NC State is, 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 they're a good team. They're like, I think they mm-hmm. have a pretty respectable defense, a solid, you know, maybe better than respectable, honestly. But I, I've always said their offense just wasn't enough to put yeah. them over the top. And, and I think that's what you saw. Um, I mean, Leary's not, not the, not a very super impressive quarterback. They, they had no run game against Clemson. Um, but again, I mean, their defense will keep them in games. Um, I, I think, you know, on top of that, on the other side of the ball, DJ does look better than what he was last year. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to go ahead and say he's elite, but he, he looks a little more calm, composed, on target with his guys. 
And, you know, if he's on target and he's in rhythm, he's got weapons around him, man. I mean, Shipley's a beast. Like, Shipley's one of, honestly one of the more forgotten running backs in the country, but he's he's a monster, and he's got a bunch of other weapons as well. So I think Clemson's, you know, again, right there at Lake Forest at the top of the conference, but NC State just doesn't have that offense to, you know, to, to, to win these games, I think. And if they were to play Wake Forest, which I think they do play this year, same deal. Like, I, I just don't think they have the firepower to put up points against these good teams. Yeah. Um, Alec, I'll give you a quick thought on that. What do you think? Yeah, just to note, I think I mentioned this before, but I'm pretty sure you guys can go check this, but I think it's like FSU, Wake, NC State, and Clemson. They all play each other over the like next three weeks or last three weeks, whatever, this three-week period. It's like Wake plays Clemson, Wake plays FSU, Wake plays NC State, and then, you know, over and so forth. Um, as far as Clemson goes, the, I've been there. I've been at Death Valley. You know, it. Uh, I've never been an enemy in Doe Campbell Stadium, so I, it was hard for me to compare. But I was an enemy in Death Valley, and I was terrified. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's a factor in itself. I've, I've, been, I've um, been an enemy in both. <laughs> um, but, but, but DJ has – gotten better every game yeah yes man yeah. yeah for sure um and that really is at the end of the day all they need they don't need yep. a superstar uh they just need somebody to not blow games like you had been doing um so uh, i think i expected them to win this game um and you know I, I give nc state props for keeping it close in the first half but um yeah, the, the NC State defense is legitimate. I think they have a nice front four, and, and we'll talk about it when we talk about the FSU game. But, um, you know, it, it, one of these four teams that I just listed is probably going to fall off. You know, somebody's going to get kicked around. It yeah. could be FSU. It could be NC State. doesn't look like it's going to be Clemson or Wake. So, um, that's going to be interesting. But, you know, props to Clemson. They're going to – keep keep on rolling i really think so that look i've been i mean everyone has made it known to me i've been very critical of dj but he's been playing very well i'll get props where it's due man he's he's holding down the ship pretty good um the exception of the first week i was really critical of him but he, yeah he's he's doing a good job so good for him uh looks like uh club nick will have to come in next year before we see what he's got but uh yeah, he's, he's done a good job good for him um let's get to a a game that uh it was very, very fun to watch. Um, obviously, I was dead wrong last week about Colorado beating UCLA. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still getting made fun of that today. But uh, there's one player in, on UCLA. It's super impressive, yep. man. Yep. Dorian Thompson Robinson. This guy was virtually unstoppable against Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, he is like literally the perfect Chip Kelly quarterback. Washington didn't play too bad either, man. They have a good squad himself. Yep. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. has an absolute cannon. Uh, he could be a top pick next year. He's a lefty quarterback. The guy has an absolute gun. But, uh, yeah, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, for, for you guys who don't watch the late games, this guy is a freak athlete, good arm, not great, but good, but uh, can do everything at, at the quarterback position in college, man. He's, he's a real, real fun player to watch. But, uh, yeah, man, Chip Kelly's UCLA Bruins, man, 5-0. and uh, Looks like they're finally the real deal. They have a, a really beast receiver, Jake Bobo. Uh, two touchdowns he caught the other day. Uh, they have some good tight ends, but overall, this is a shootout. Um, so Trent, what'd you think about, uh, UCLA and their quarterback and overall Chip Kelly, what he's done? 
Yeah, I mean, DTR has pretty much just exploded onto the Heisman scene. Yeah. Um, he, he looks pretty pretty phenomenal. I mean, I remember him as a recruit, pretty high four-star recruit at Texas, and he transferred over. Um, I, you know, going into the game, I thought, all right, Penix right here is going to dominate. He's going to become the Heisman favorite after this game because yeah. it looked like he was going to do that the week before. Um, but now it's like, holy shit, like, Thomas Robinson can ball, man. Um, so I, I was very thoroughly impressed by UCLA. Honestly, this whole season, they really haven't played a lot of people, but uh, they, they, like, they've shown up and they beat a good, I think, a, a, a decent Washington team with Penix, who honestly, Penix played well too. He, he didn't have his greatest game. He threw two picks. But More Penix, touchdowns, man. Pen, yeah. yeah, exactly. Penix still had a great game. Um, you know, and, and, and they have ballers on their offense as well. So, you know, usually when you say, when you, when you, if you were to say UCLA is going to get in a shootout in Washington, they say, okay, Washington's going to win. But they won the shootout. And that's 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 really impressive because um, you, you really did not expect that. Um, but, yeah, going forward, I think DTR is, is a name to watch. Um, he, he, looks is, pretty, uh, pre- he looks pretty freakish out there. Honestly, for all your viewers at home, he is right now must-watch TV. He's, yep. he's, he's insanely he's, good. He, he's electric. And Penix Jr., Penix man. Penix too, man. I like, he's, he's, I like he's, Penix a lot. I'm telling you, he is going to be a top pick next year. He's an absolute cannon. By the way, the coach for that team, I can't remember it off the top of my head. I know he coached Fresno State and bounced around a bit, but everywhere he's gone, he's won. That's a really good coach they hired at Washington. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Alec, what's your uh, takes on the quarterbacks and uh, UCLA now 5-0, and I think, for the first time in a while? I think uh, Alex a little. Oh, there you go. There he is. Yeah, props to uh, Chip Kelly, number one. Um, I've always kind of shit on both the Kelly brothers, <clears throat> and I don't think Oregon. Bring it up. All right, we got some uh, technical difficulties here. We'll get back to that in a second, but um, yeah, man. UCLA look fantastic. Uh, they look, they look really good. And uh, yeah, DTR, uh, he's going to be must watch TV. But uh, Alec, are you there again? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we're yep. good, man. Go ahead. Okay. Um, no, I, I was just giving props to uh, UCLA, and um, they have a nice one-two-three punch. DTR, uh, Charbonnet, and Bobo, like you said, they all kind of showed up, and it was a shootout. <clears throat> that uh, UCLA prevailed. I think like you were saying, Robert, you know, I didn't really see this one coming. Uh, now UCLA has a big game against Utah. That's going to be interesting because Utah struggled against a mobile quarterback in Anthony Richardson. Uh, so now facing DTR, that may bring additional challenges. Um, but to be 5-0 is, is a great start. Um, I know they're going to still have to play USC at the end of the year which will probably be the make or break game for this team. But um, yeah, I think both of these teams are are really solid and Penix did everything he could, Um, but they could, they don't really have much of a run game. It seems like he's just slinging the ball game. Yeah, man. And uh, they came up a little short, but great game to watch. Yeah. Penix is going to be a problem at the next level. The guy is super talented. Not that DTR isn't, but. Yeah, Penix has an absolute cannon, man. He can he has good reads. I mean, I the two picks were kind of forced because he had no choice. They were down at some point by a couple touchdowns. But uh overall they both played really well in UCLA. And uh to all the guys listening at home, uh 
pay attention, man. That quarterback's fun to watch. Um, let's get to the last game before we move on to the next week's picks. I know there's a lot of good games this weekend, but due to time, we're going to shorten it a bit. But, uh, Trent, I want to ask you, man, well, both of you guys, but I'll start with you, Trent. What in the hell has happened at Texas A&M? I know uh, Mississippi State's a good opponent. I know it's at home. I know the cowboy cowbells there, the whole nine yards. But, uh, yeah, man, Texas A&M has fallen off a cliff. People are super pissed off at Jimbo Fisher. Um, people want answers, man. But what, what the hell's going on over there? I mean, there? Look, I told you after the UM game, Texas A&M is not a good football team. Um, I think they have they have talent um, around the team. But most importantly, they don't have a quarterback. Like Max Johnson and Haynes King are not – both of them are not good options. And Jimbo's obviously got his own offensive system that he, he likes to stick to. Um, and it's, it's just not working, man. And until you find the right quarterback that can fit your system and run your offense, you know, it's, it's just you're not going to win games. And you can say what do you want about Kellen Mund. He's a pretty damn good quarterback. And, I mean, if you want to take it back even further – Jameis Winston was one of the best college quarterbacks of all time. So um, you, now you're starting to think that maybe the quarterbacks are carrying Jimbo rather than the other way around. Um, but this is just a, they're not a good football team, man. I mean, we know how bad Miami is and you know, that's a game. They could have beat Texas a and that game. So uh, I, you know, since, since that week three matchup, I haven't really been impressed with Texas A&M at all. Uh, and I think, I think they have a very disturbing season going forward. I mean, they need to turn it around ASAP or else Jimbo is going to get, you know, like the fan base is going to just turn on him. Yeah. Uh, Alec, what about you, man? I got a lot of things to say. Um, first off, if, if they keep losing, they cannot fire him. Like he, his buyout is like astronomical. Yeah. First of all, he's committed for 10 years. So, um, you got to – if you're the administration, you just got to kiss his ass and give him whatever he wants because I know for a fact that if if there's rift between him and the administration, the motivation fades. I saw it at FSU. He was getting kicked around by the AD. Um, he tried to go to the president for help with firing the AD. The president wouldn't listen to him, and we just started to wither away. Luckily, he had an exit. I don't think anyone's going to pay his buyout right now, maybe in a couple of years, but – Trent said it. I mean, they have zero offense, and they haven't done anything. They've struggled offensively in every game this season. Um, and Jimbo is a quarterback guy. And, you, you know, he had EJ. He had Jameis. And then after those guys left, we started to wither away. Kellen Mond was phenomenal at, for a college quarterback. And um, – you know, gave was was everything they needed him to be, and and everything else fell into place. But without a quarterback, and you could see that Jimbo was worrying before the season because he went and, and got the Max Johnson transfer. Yeah, he did. Um, he, knowing that King, you know, he needed some competition at the very least. So being in this situation where you just don't have a guy, I think they're going to struggle all season. I, I, you know, I could, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't make a bowl game. You know, I'm not predicting that that's going to happen, but it wouldn't shock me at this point. And it's just going to be written off as an off year. They still had the best recruiting class in the country, and all those kids are going to probably stick through. I, I, I mean, not all of them, but a lot of them because they know the Jimbo's there to stay. So, you know, it's not the end of the dynasty or that he was trying to build, but this year is not the year, man. I think it's official. Yeah, obviously, two losses kind of ruins your title chances. But um, 
Look, man, I, I thought he put a lot of his chips in Max Johnson in the transfer quarter. Look, he beat him last year, uh, A&M, and was highly impressed. He talked about it. But quite frankly, man, let's just call it what it is. Both these quarterbacks suck. Um, yeah. And uh, he needs to uh, figure it out next year. I believe he has uh, one of the top recruits coming in at that position. But he needs to get that figured out quick because uh, he's a quarterback-heavy offense. And uh, if he doesn't have his guy, it's going to be real messy I, real I, fast. I will, I will say this. They, they got Alabama this week. They cannot get blown out. Like yeah. They might because that's right. Alabama's not, not much as a much better team, but like they got to show up. Like they may lose, but they cannot get blown out, or else it, it's going to look really, really bad in that program. Yep. Uh, let's quickly, quickly talk about Mississippi State. Look, Will Will Rogers played great. Three hundred thirty yards, three touchdowns. Uh, receivers played great. Um, look, man, they got a they got a funny character at head coach, but uh, Leach seems to do Leech the job, mania. man. Every year, Leech uh, mania. Um, quick thoughts on that, uh, Alec. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because Mike Leach is a guy that could beat at any given time on any given Saturday. Any, he could beat any team, I, I believe. It. It's just like not that he could go and compete week in and week out because, you know, I don't know what it is about him. If he's just not all there, he's kind of a wacky guy. But, man, he, he <laughs> knows offense. He's one of the fathers of the air raid and um, – you know, that he can put up a lot of points. I remember his first game as a coach at Mississippi State. You know, they were a nobody team, and they went and beat LSU at LSU, and that kind of started. I, I think A.J. Costello had, like, 500 yards throwing the ball. That yeah, and Costello, that kind of started man. the LSU kind of tipping point was there. And, um, you know, I, 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 could, I can't say enough about the guy. I love Mike Leach. I love him as a person. You know, you go and watch his videos on. Yeah, he's YouTube. great for college football, man. He's Pl- a plenty of rants you could go find online, uh, and he just cracks me up, man. But you know, he you got to give the guy props. He's he he knows offense. Yeah, man. Uh, awesome coach, great personality. He's he's great for the game. Quick thoughts, Trent. Yeah, I mean, I think that Mississippi State's certainly been better than people thought they'd be this year. So you got to give them props. Like Alex said, Leach is kind of just like this offensive genius. Maybe not every week, but on any given week, he'll he'll drop the hammer on you. I think he did that to Texas Texas A&M this week. Um, but you know, I think Mississippi State. You know, they had Dan Mullen before, uh, who's another weird guy, but in a worse kind of way. Um, <laughs> and you know, he he did he did some good things with 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 Mississippi State. But I I like Leach there. I think that he's a good fit. Um, he, he's a, he gives them a type of offense that they, they really have never had uh, since probably since they had Dak Prescott. Um, but, you know, this is a team that's they're going to – Leach is going gonna, is gonna, to, like Alex said, they're going to drop the air raid on you every game. Uh, and Texas A&M just wasn't ready. And, I, like, like, they haven't been all season. So, um, But I do like Mississippi State this year. I think they're a middle, middle of the pack SEC team. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Alex said earlier, guys, if you want a good laugh, just look up a Mike Leach rant. Uh, I will say that uh, you don't ever want to be down at that place because it's probably one of the most annoying places to ever play in the world. Those yeah. Cowboys are cowbells. Cowbells are super yeah. annoying. But uh, all right, that wraps up week five. Let's quickly get into uh, week six here. Um, I guess this is the game of the week or one of the games of the week, I should say. But uh, that is uh, TCU on the road at Kansas and uh, TCU is favored by seven. Uh, Trent, we'll start with you first, man. What are your expectations and who do you got in this? Game? I'm excited, man. I think it's going to be a, a, like one of the more electric atmospheres you'll see in, can, yeah. in college football. It's, Maybe it's, it's, more, it's, more than just the season, but you know, ever. 
Quick question: um, Is game day there? I'm not sure. Yes, game day. Is okay, there. so it, it, it's going it's going to be nuts. And uh, honestly, I think these are two good teams. Um, TCU, I think that the spread is right. You know, it's, it's deserved because yeah. Kansas hasn't played as many good teams. You know, Iowa State's not the greatest team, and you know they, they kind of had to squeeze that one out. So I, I would definitely give TCU the, the the favor here with the spread, but it's it's going to be a crazy game in Kansas. Uh, against a Kansas team that's super motivated. Uh, they gr- they've been grinding for every game. So uh, I'm really excited. I mean, hopefully Jalen Daniels throws the ball more than 14 times because I think he's a really electric player. Uh, I, I want to see him with the ball in his hands all the time. So um, I think – I can't wait. I think it's going to be great. All right. So you're, you're taking TCU, correct? Um, I'm going to pick Kansas. All right. Oh, all right, I'm going to pick Kansas. Uh, Alec, what about you, man? Quick thoughts on this game. Uh- I think that's a bold pick there, yep. Trento. Yep. Um, one thing, you know, I, I agree. It's going to be exciting, the environment, and this Kansas crowd really showed up for their last big game. I think it was that Duke game. Um, but I'm just really impressed with Sonny Dykes uh, and TCU on both sides of the field, man. They, they've really shown up. They just handled Oklahoma, who – you know, who knows, maybe Oklahoma, uh, you know, maybe they just slipped up in the last couple of weeks. Maybe they aren't as strong a team. Only time will tell. But uh, I, I'm i going to pick TCU in this game just because, um, you know, it's it's a team that is more used to success. And, and we were talking about momentum earlier, how that's a big factor for Kansas. I don't think it's going to win them a game. Uh, it could maybe help, you know, push them in that direction. But I think TCU, from what I've seen, uh, and I guess Oklahoma State, but I, I believe TCU right now is the team to beat in the Big 12, uh, and I think they're going to keep rolling. Yeah, um, I like I'm with you, man. Um, look, they just beat the brakes off Oklahoma. I think that's a really good win. Um, quite frankly, man, I just want to see it from Kansas one more time before I start to praise yeah. them because I haven't yeah. watched many games. But look. It is at home, and I hate to be cliche, man, but this is what college football is all about, these small programs getting a lot of recognition. Um, look, I, like I said earlier, they've been known for basketball for a long time, but uh, I can't believe we're having this conversation. We are, man. Kansas has a chance to win. That spread is not ridiculous. Um, I just can't go against TCU. They looked awesome at Oklahoma. Um, Alex said it, or I believe you said it earlier, Trent. Uh, look, they're, they didn't come off a, a big win off Iowa State, they, they, but they won the game. I do want to see this quarterback throw it more, but uh, yeah, give me TCU. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what the score is going to be. I, I'm assuming it's going to be a close game. It's at home. Uh, it's going to be hard to play there, but yeah, give me TCU, but I could be wrong. Um, so don't kill me, Kansas fans. Um, all right. Let's get to another game that uh, is pretty interesting according to the spread, but um, that is somehow, some way Brian Kelly has found his way to be ranked again, 25, <laughs> uh lsu at home um they just they're coming off an auburn win um tennessee is favored only by three uh i know uh lsu is a hard place to play but i do think that's a little bit favorable but uh i'll let you start first alec who do you have in this game so it's interesting i have uh, yeah i've been happy as an fsu fan to see lsu playing well after losing us that makes us look better for sure um and Kelly's a good coach. Like, yeah, you know, he won every year. Basically, he had a couple off years in Notre Dame over a long tenure. But um, I think they're going to show up to play. And 
you know, I, I got a taste of the LSU fans and uh, it was more of a, you know, supposed to be a home game, ended up being more of a neutral game uh, when, earlier this season. But they could be vicious, man. Uh, you know, inbred savages, you know. No, I'm kidding. They're, they're, they're great people. <laughs> they're great people. Some of them a little belligerent. But, um, you know, I guess it's people are drinking. But that's not football. What I think is uh, this Tennessee offense is the number one offense in the country. And they've gone against tough teams, too. It's like I was looking at North Carolina. They're in the top 10 offensively, and but they run up the score on these crappy teams and they just kind of slide away. But Tennessee, man, they have a potent offense right now, the best in the country. Hooker's on fire. That whole team program and fan base is on fire. And uh, I, I believe in this Tennessee team. Um, I think that, you know, they're going to they're going to uh give georgia a run for their money later on in the year and um you know obviously they beat florida last week so or two weeks ago whenever that was so uh they've impressed me and and i like uh them this year more than i ever have and i'm usually usually reserved when it comes to tennessee they always find a way to blow it and (laughs) you know maybe they will but i like them yeah all right so you got tennessee well you trent yeah, I'm with Alec here. This is not the same Tennessee as from years past. They, they look like they're a little more rejuvenated. They look like a winning team and a winning program right now, which is the first time I've been able to say that in a very long time, potentially since Peyton Manning. Um, but, I mean, Hendon Hugger, again, a legitimate Heisman candidate. He's been looking great all year. Um, he's got he's got weapons around him. Brew McCoy is a former five-star. He's his, he's his number one receiver. He, he looks great. Um I got to take Tennessee here. I mean, I, I, I know LSU has been better since FSU, but they don't really impress me too much. Um, and, and Tennessee has been just incredibly scorching hot all season. Um, so I'm going to go with Tennessee here and to cover. All right. Like Alex said earlier in the year, they've been the laughing stock of college football for a while, but I'm getting the clean sleep sweep here. I'm also going to take Tennessee. Um, but yeah, Brian Kelly is a good coach, man. He always finds a way to win. Uh, I know that first game wasn't the best. I, I think he, Rubs people the wrong, the wrong way because of his personality, but uh, he can definitely coach football. But uh, give me Tennessee. Um, let's get to uh, one of the more interesting games. Quite frankly, I thought this is going to be one of the games of the year, uh, but uh, who would ever thought that Texas A&M wouldn't be ranked? Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, A&M at Alabama, obviously there was that feud with uh, Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. Obviously, we'll say that conversation for another day. Most of you guys who follow college football know what happened. Um, yeah, man. Alabama at home. Um, I'm gonna look up the spread in a second, but uh, yeah, Trent, who do you have in this game? It's pretty clear, but uh, what do you what are your expectations? Yeah, I mean, I obviously I'm gonna take Bama here. Um, I don't. You got the spread in front of you. I don't know what the uh, spread is. Yeah, it is minus twenty four for Bama. Oh so. my Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody expected that during the preseason, but I mean, it, it's totally believable now. Um, Alabama looks like the same old juggernaut they've always been. Texas A&M looks absolutely, pardon my French, dog shit. So. Uh, I, I do think that Alabama beats the brakes off Texas A&M. And honestly, I hope they do. I, I, I want Texas A&M to get their shit kicked in because, you know, they, they've for the last few years, they've always thought that they've had these five stars, mega talented Jimbo, you know, all-star coach. And like, I, I, I don't know, man, they, they just, they haven't shown up yet. They really thought this was going to be the year, but you know, they, they don't look it. So I, 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 I'm going to take Alabama big here. I don't know if they'll cover but I think a 20 point, 20 plus point win here is very, very doable for Alabama. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ride on that as well. Well said. Alec, quick thoughts? 
I, I don't know. Um, it's the thing. Well, first of all, my main question is with Bryce Young. Like, is he going to be good to go? I don't uh, know. He could have played last week. He was on the sidelines. He was ready to go in, and Nick Saban just said, Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting him to play. He's going to play. Even okay, if he doesn't yeah, play, he, it doesn't even make a difference. And we know they always are stacked at receiver, and, and now they have a good quarterback, solid offense. Um, but what you know, AM has been losing games because they have no offense. And I don't I can't I can't with good conscience pick them to win this game. But their defense has been solid. I mean, uh, outside of last week where they I mean, you know, it's Mike Leach, like we're like I said, it's a different animal. Uh their defense is held up. I think their secondary is pretty solid. And um, you know, it might be one of the tougher defenses that Bama has gone against this year. I know Texas was up there too, but you know, it's big 12 versus sec we're talking about. And I don't know if it'll be that blowout, you know, Jimbo was the first assistant coach to ever beat Nick Saban. I think that's something special. And um, you know, he, he has some sort of an idea of, of how to play against them. So, you know, if AM comes out and competes, like I, I won't be shocked. Uh, but I, I think Bama, I don't think they'll lose. Um, yeah, well, say, look, if this game was on, was in, you know, AM, uh, I would say it would be a different story as far as the spread, but, uh, I'm still taking the over, man. I, um, I think Nick Saban's just going to destroy this guy. Uh, right. they, they, it's clear they have both bad blood, but, uh, look, man, Bryce Young, a little bit of extra rest over the week. And like I said earlier, I, I just think that AM's quarterbacks suck. I know their defense is good, but Alabama's a different animal, man. I mean, uh, look, these teams have bad blood and me and Al could be the first ones to tell you, like, you do not want to play a, a a superior Bama team, man. Like they'll they'll ruin your season. They'll ruin you. Like it's 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 terrifying, especially going into Tuscaloosa on a, on a primetime game. Like Bama's gonna come prepare. They're gonna be ready. Um, I would be thoroughly thoroughly shocked if Texas A and M comes in and and makes it makes it a ball game. Yep. All right. Um, a couple more. Let's get into a game that I know Alec wants to talk about. That is uh, FSU at NC State. I'll bring that uh, scoreline in a second, but uh, Alec, I'll give you the floor first, man. What are your thoughts and uh, what do you want to see and all that stuff? Both teams are coming off of tough losses um, where there was a lot of hype behind these games. And, you know, there's only two ways to respond to that. You either crumble or you rise to the occasion. And uh, this is going to be, you know, I, I think it's going to be a nice showdown. I think it's going to be a nice uh, close game. It's going to be a tough battle. Uh, I've never been to rally. We have uh, friends who are alumni and my brothers both went to a game when they were students at FSU at NC state. Uh, and everybody that I know that has experienced that can confirm that they're one of the nastiest fans in all of college football. <laughs> um, really just like, we'll, you know, kick you down and spit on you kind of, kind of people. And uh, in a night game, in a big ACC matchup where both uh, both team seasons are on the line. I mean, if they want to compete in this division, uh, both teams are, need to win this game to compete. So uh, I've, I've heard a lot about the NC State defense and uh, at Wake Forest's defense gave us some issues in the first half. Uh, they were giving our offensive line, which is depleted, uh, if I would – Yeah, um, Alec, we lost Alec for a second. Trent, what are your thoughts, man?
Yeah, so I I, I think that um, this FSU team's got some got chip on their shoulder and they're hungry. But like I said, both teams are it's a really must win game for both teams if they want to compete for uh, the division. So um, I'm going with my Knowles. Um, this game's going to go either way. I, I just hope that it's a close game and, and I'm hoping that the Knowles could pull out a win tough road environment. Yeah. Uh, well said. Trent, what about you, man? Yeah. I mean, I, I was still impressed with, with FSU last week, even though they lost. Um, I, I still thought they looked like a pretty damn good team. They just ran into a super well coached, experienced Wake team that that's arguably, honestly, you could honestly say they're one of the top teams in the country right now. They're, they're, they are. They look like a top seven team. Um, but uh, I think that at the end of the day, yes, it's going to be a tough game. Alex, Alex was, you know, on the money. This is a game where both seasons, both team seasons are on the line. Uh, Primetime game in a tough, tough environment. Uh, but I, I just don't think NC State's offense is enough. You know, whereas FSU's offense, I think is is, is pretty is pretty good. Um, I, I really I'm really impressed with FSU's offense this year. Um, NC State, obviously, they you know they they, they play their defensive card like that's that's their identity. But you know, Florida State's not to not to be trifled with that defensively as well. I mean, they looked great in the second half against Wake, who is a great offensive team. So um, I'm I'm gonna go with FSU here. What's the spread? It's minus three. Yeah. NC State's favorite. NC State, yeah. So obviously, I'm gonna pick money line here for Florida State. Um, I, I do expect it to be a back and forth game, but I, I just don't think NC State has the fire the firepower the firepower to overcome Florida State here. I, I'm gonna add this one thing, and and uh, I'll just call it now. If if this game comes down to a field goal, I was just about to say that's a good point. It's a good. We point. will not win it, the game. It, it is if a good it point. comes down to a game winner that we need to make, I'm telling you now, we will not make the field I, goal. I I I think that's a great point. I think that's going to hinder FSU greatly yep, against the good exactly teams what I was because gonna they're, they're going to have some tightly contested games. I expect the same thing when they play Clemson. Um, yeah, and I mean it sucks, man. Like they can't kick a field goal. Uh, yeah. No, no matter where the ball is on the field. So, uh, he's right about that. I, I that that would concern me. Here is here. I was just about to say that, Alec. Um, here are my concerns. I do think not having any confidence in your kicker changes your home game plan. Uh, it's going to make you want to go for more on fourth and seven, fourth and six. Um, I I think that's a big deal, man. I think uh, easy points uh are hard again when you can't convert those and you have to go for it. Uh, it's going to be tough, man, unless uh, Mike Norville can find a walk-on within the week. Uh, I'm actually going to take NC State, man. Uh, I just think at home, um, defense is great, like you said, but I do think playing on the road uh, and having this kicker problem is a big deal to me. I know uh, Jordan Travis is playing great. Um, I know the offense looks good, but uh, there's going to be times where uh, it's going to be fourth and seven, fourth and eight on the on 35 yard line. You're going to have to go for it. And I just don't think you're going to be able to convert those consistently. And I do think that uh, the kicker problem, we saw it last week, man, they, they, here, they so, went for two a couple of times. They just don't have any confidence. So here's, here's the opposing argument to that. And it's different and it's different than playing Wake Forest because Wake Forest has this very, very potent offense. If in that situation, if you're in no man's land for FSU, which is probably the 30 to the 40 yard line, you know, it's not the worst idea. Obviously, if you need to score, it's different, but it's not the worst idea to pin them because then you're putting pressure on the NC State offense to drive the length of the field, which I honestly do not think that they can do consistently. So unlike Wake, where Wake has that kind of offense where they can put points on you no matter where they start the drive. So uh, I think that's another thing looking into the game that you can kind of 
play the field position game with NC State much more than you could do with Wake, and I think that'll play a huge factor. Yeah. Um, it's going to be definitely interesting, but I do think it's actually going to be a field goal game, ironically, and I, uh, I'm taking NC State at home, but uh, I would not be surprised if FSU wins this game. I really think this is a toss-up. But, uh, you know, I hate, I hate to use that excuse, blaming it on a kicker, but I do think in college football it's a big deal. Yeah, because um, you can't you can't you can't just sign someone like the NFL. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to replace a guy. So yeah, and we um, we really struggled last week on third and fourth down on both sides of the field. Couldn't make stops when we needed to, and couldn't convert. We had a lot of third and longs uh, where we couldn't execute um, bad penalties. So really need to play a different game. Really need to sharpen things up. Uh, I'm just uh, I have a feeling that we we will be ready. I, I hope I don't have to eat my words. Um, but, you know, I think Michael have this team, you know, responding and, and, you know, duking it out in practice, have them ready. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see, though. You're right. And, it's a toss and, up. And, and, and to all the guys, to all the guys at home that are laughing about this, about kicker, I'm telling you, this guy is arguably the worst college kicker in, 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 in he's, he's awful. Uh, just watch the game last week and then throughout the season and you'll you'll see in, in previous years i get angry at kickers you know there's a lot of kickers we've had that have been terrible and if i saw him on, on campus you know i give him a stink eye and with this guy just <laughs> fitzgerald you know, i i just feel bad for him and and i just have absolutely zero confidence in him i know that norvell doesn't every time he steps up to a kick i convince myself as a fan which is tough to do yeah you, know, you always have yeah. hope but i convince myself every time that he's gonna miss and if he does i go crazy Wow. Uh, yeah, that's about as bad as it gets, man. So um, that's definitely um, something to keep an eye on. But like I said, I would not be surprised to pull out a win. I mean, uh, we're just going to have to see, man. I think FSU is going to take uh, unnecessary chances, in my opinion. Maybe Trent's right. Maybe they do pin him back and put pressure on NC State. But uh, that's definitely going to be a game I'm going to keep my eye on for sure. Um, let's do a couple more games before we get out of here. Um, one, of the, one of my upset picks of the week is uh, Iowa beating uh, Kansas State. At home, I don't think Matt Campbell loses three in a row. I have to look at the spread, but um, yeah, man, just give me Iowa State at home, Kansas State. I know Kansas State's a pretty good team. They come off beating a couple good teams this year, but uh, I just don't see them losing three in a row at home. And uh, yeah, man, Alec, what do you think? They don't call him Pinhead for nothing. <laughs> tell you. Um, you know, he's made some Pinhead moves uh in games and, and their offense really hasn't been there it's, it's hard for me you know I'm, I'm always inclined to, to go with the cyclones um but i've been really impressed with kansas state you know they took down oklahoma uh the first team to do it and um i think they got the ghost of bill schneider there you know <laughs> take, look, looking over things so um i don't know if i if i have faith in this iowa state team um but this is a Big 12 showdown, and um, you know what? I, I I think I'm gonna do it for the third week in a row. I'm going with the home <laughs> team. I'm going with the Fighting Pinheads. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, actually minus two spread for Kansas yeah. State. But uh, yeah, me and Alec have Iowa State. Quick thoughts, Trent. Uh, I, this is a toss-up game to me. Uh, Iowa State at home. Normally, I wouldn't pick against them, but. Yeah, like Alex said, their offense just hasn't been there. At the same time, Kansas State, they just look a lot better. They beat Oklahoma. They had a loss to Tulane. Don't even get me started on that. But uh, this is a, a toss-up game. I don't even know where I'd go with spread, but I'm going to go with Kansas State here just because I think they've just been the hotter team. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, Trent has Kansas State. 
we have Iowa State. We'll see what happens. Um, I'd be remiss not to talk about the Miami-North Carolina game. It is in <laughs> Miami. Um, I got to be honest, man. Drake May, quarterback in North Carolina, he looks like a freaking kicker. The dude is a small guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. I told you last week, I don't have much confidence in this team right now. But I do think after two weeks of preparation, Mario Cristobal is going to light a fire in their ass. And I do think they're going to come out. I do think the crowd's going to show up. Um, uh, yeah, man, just give me Miami. The spread is minus three and a half. But uh, I don't know, man. This this really is a coin flip to me as well. But uh, Trent, we'll start with you. Yeah, I wasn't on the pod last week. And it's, honestly, it's probably for the better. Um, <laughs> would have had a lot of words on the state of the UM program. But I don't know how anybody could pick UM after watching them more. Honestly, forget just last week, the whole season of offense has been so unimpressive, so boring. Um, And, you know, I, I, Drake may, I, I, again, I have so many words. I don't even know where to begin. Uh, Mid Tennessee state embarrasses team. And when you look at comparisons, you say, Oh, Florida state had, you know, a really bad loss to Jacksonville state and Mike Norbell's third year, second year, whatever. It's like, well, they won on the on the last play of the game. They didn't get embarrassed. They didn't get blown out by Mid Tennessee State. They didn't average one point six yards per carry. It's it just it it was just terrible, man. I mean, there wasn't a single area of that game where UM was impressive. Like offensive line was bad, quarterbacks were bad, running backs were bad, receivers were bad, defensive line. Every single area of that team was bad. The punting was good. I'll give them that. They had good punting. Um, <laughs> so I don't know how anybody can go into this game and say, okay, yeah, Miami's going to win this game. I don't care what, what the what the home environment will, what's going to be like, which it's not going to be a packed house. I can promise you that right now. Um, I'll be there, but I, I, I can guarantee you it's not going to be full. Um, and they're playing a UNC team that I don't think is all that great, but Drake May is by far the best quarterback they've played all year. 30,000 times better whoever Mid-Tennessee State put on the field, and he, and he fucking embarrassed them. So um, I don't have a lot of confidence in UM right now. Um, I think it has to do with uh, just the overall talent on the team, as well as the new system that Mario and Gattis have put in. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I have a lot of words for these guys. I, I don't feel confident at all in them. It's up to them to, I, I hope they change my mind. I hope I can go and actually watch an entertaining product on Saturday. Um, Cause I usually just wait for the dolphins on Sunday. That's usually how my weeks go now. <laughs> um so I mean I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, TVD is the still the starter, which I expected him to be, and I would expect it to be for a long time going forward. He would have to be really really bad for him to for Jake Garcia to become the starter. But um, I mean we'll see. I, I'm picking UNC here. I, yeah. I mean I, I have to. I don't have any confidence. In UNC. Um, quite frankly, I think you stole the words out of a lot of people's mouths uh, for all Canes fans at home. Look, I just think two weeks of preparation, Mario Cristobal basically screaming at their ass every day at yeah, home. Yeah, and, and I do and, think they're going to win. And, and that's another thing. I mean, historically, UM under Manny Diaz was a really really bad team coming off the bye, which is an embarrassing embarrassing stat to say. They lost almost all their games coming off of bye weeks. They were never prepared coming out of the bye. So I'm intrigued. That's the one part that intrigues me to see how Mario prepares them coming off of, you know, a bye, yeah. having two weeks, you know, to prepare for this game. Um, but goddamn, man, he's got his work cut off. From That's a like shit. very good point, man. I, I'm, I think we can all agree that the one knock on Cristobal is his game day coaching and how he brings out his team. The recruiting is not a question, so we'll see. But uh, Alec, what about you, man? Well, one point that I was going to start with um, that Trump mentioned was, you know, success after bye weeks where they, <clears throat> you know, Manny Diaz, he was almost notorious for they go into a bye week hoping, 
you know, okay, we'll make some adjustments and you come out and it's the same exact team. You have a different <laughs> coach now Arguably and you worse. hope, you hope that, you know, that's not going to be the case. I, I would assume that it won't be. I think uh, crystal ball is kind of like a kick-ass guy kind of coach, you know, like, you know, old school, he's going to, like you said, Robert, be beating these guys up in practice. Um, I think having two weeks is, is great uh, to be prepared for this UNC team that has given Miami issues when Mac, since Mac Brown has been the coach there. Um, so Trent said he didn't know anyone who could pick Miami. I mean, I, I'd like to offer an outside perspective. <laughs> it, it's a, you know, it's a tough loss. There's no which way around it. And um, you hope that it could be sort of a wake-up call. You know, the, you give up 45 points and, you know, arguably all those points come from 60-plus yard touchdowns downfield. So you just kind of clean up those little things, make sure your safeties aren't getting beat down, make sure you have coverage downfield, uh, which I'm sure they'll make these adjustments because I'm sure UNC will be trying to expose that. Um I've just seen UNC struggle so much throughout the year, albeit win games, but, you know, against crappy opponents. And um, I I, I like uh, – I'm going to pick Miami to respond and from that tough loss a couple weeks ago, come out and get a nice win at home. But this really either goes one of two ways. It's it's either a win and it's a great leap forward um, to kind of get the ball rolling, the team moving into the middle of the season – hoping to finish strong, but UNC is not the best team right now. And if it, you know, there's been games in the past where they've come into Miami and, and blown Miami out um, a couple, I think the last time they were in Miami. And um, you know, if that happens, the fans are going to give up. I know it for a fact. I know these guys, <laughs> I, grew up, I grew up with them. I grew up with them my entire life. And, you know, when the fans start turning and they start tweeting at the players and the players start turning and then it's Armageddon. Uh, I don't think that'd be fair uh, to Mario if they do lose this game for everyone to jump ship. But um, I'm going to pick Miami. I I just, you know, I have faith. I think they're going to come out and win. It may be a close one. It'll probably be uh, a high score. Um, But I think the Van Dyke's coming back. He knows that his jobs potentially on the line he was a nfl prospect he's trying to keep his prospects up for the draft and you know maybe this system isn't as forgiving for him and maybe he's been having issues uh adjusting to the scheme but he's still a very talented guy and and you know i don't think that there's anything too complex that he won't be able to handle so i expect him to come out and do well and at the end of the day, as long as these receivers aren't dropping every pass that comes at them, like they have a chance. So, yeah. um, um, You said it, Alec. Uh, I think this is arguably one of, this is the biggest game of Tyler Van Dyke's career. This game could potentially cost a billions. We could see a Sam Howell situation where he goes to like the sixth round where he was projected to be in the first round last year. I think there's a lot riding on Tyler Van Dyke. I think there's a lot of pressure on him. Uh, we'll see how he responds, but uh, I would not be surprised in the, in the bit if Jake Garcia comes in at some point because he looked good when he came in. I'm not uh, hoping for it. I hope uh, they win, but uh, it would not surprise me. This is a huge, huge game for Tyler. Yeah, I, I think that the only way that Jake comes in is if it's an identical performance from Tyler yeah. from the last game. He has, The offense just has to not put up any points. He was missing easy throws. Uh, yeah. man, man, I, I mean, we, we can go I, hours I, and hours about so this. So, to be fair, he also put some balls on the money where guys just dropped yeah, the ball. Yeah, 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 sure. Uh, 
but there he, he missed a lot of reads. I saw plenty of dudes wide open all game. He didn't even look their way. So, um, you know, you want to blame the scheme so badly, but at the same time, he's got guys that are open. He's not even looking at them. So it's, it's hard to, to point the finger at, at any singular person. It looks like it's a, it's a top to bottom job here in terms of who, who's, who's fucking up. Yeah. And one more thing before uh, we move on to the next game. Um, I'm not going to give crystal ball too much crap. Look, his guys don't come in until next year. He's inheriting a Manny Diaz team. A lot of it. Uh, so give this guy some time, you know, Rome wasn't built in one day, but uh, you know, losing that game was obviously a bad loss for him, but uh, let, I can't really judge until next year, but I do want to see what he does and how he responds after a, a brutal loss like that. So uh, we'll see what happens with that, man. Um, let's get to one more game. We can maybe talk about another one that maybe catches your eye, but one that I actually hasn't have as an upset this week is uh, Notre Dame uh, winning uh, over BYU. Uh, ever since that uh, Freeman made the change, uh, Drew Pine has played pretty well. I believe in him. Uh, I know BYU is a really good program, but uh, look, man, playing in Notre Dame is tough. I, I think Marcus Freeman's on a mission to prove himself around. I know they had a terrible loss to uh, Marshall, but uh, I do expect him to, to go over 500 this game and bounce back. So um, that's my pick for the winner. That's my other quote-unquote upset. I believe the spread is – oh, Notre Dame's actually favored minus three and a half. So um, I guess technically it's not an upset. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's my pick, even though they're not ranked and BYU is. But, uh, Alec, what do, you, what do you think, man? Um. Yeah, I, I don't know about Notre Dame just yet. Um, I, I think that they – Their fourth quarterback was awful, man. He, he was terrible. I think – I'm picking Notre Dame to win this game. Let me just start with that. Um, I think it's a big win that they had against North Carolina. But not to jump back to the UM-North Carolina matchup, but it's like Mac Brown was going up against a crippled – you know, like just broken down Notre Dame team who had a last second win against a crap against Marshall or no, they lost to Marshall. Cal, Cal. Last second win against Cal and otherwise hadn't had a solid win. And they, and Mac Brown was going in and he totally fumbled the bag. So that's why I kind of see that happening again with the Miami game. Cause I think Mac Brown, the Mac Brown's era, era is soon to be over. But Notre Dame, they came out and, you know, against all odds, I picked North Carolina to win that game, and they really showed up. Um, you know, it's, it's a team that has a lot of – a school that has a lot of pride, and everyone who goes there understands that what's going on right now is not the way it should be and that they're doing the fans and the, and the brand a disservice. So – I know that the players are behind Freeman and, um, you know, coming off a couple of a string of wins. I, I think that they're going to come out and win. This is a neutral game site. Um, it's being played in Las Vegas. So it's maybe closer to BYU, but the Mormons, they don't drink. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I think, I think the note, the Catholics are going to be, you know, getting, getting crazy out there in Vegas and, uh, that may be the difference maker, but I like, yeah. you know, I like the direction that this Notre Dame team is moving in. Yeah. Trent. Yeah. I mean, I think if this game was at BYU, I don't think there's any question at yeah, all. Yeah, 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 picking BYU here. Um, this is a toss up game to me. I, I, I do agree that since Freeman made the, the quarterback change that it's, it's a different offense. Um, I mean, Trent, this guy was was borderline awful. I mean, no, was... no, no, for sure, for sure. I, I, the thing is with BYU is that I don't know what team's going to show up for them because then when they went to Oregon on the road, they looked terrible. Um, 
And then when they're at home against Baylor, they, they look pretty damn good. So I'm not sure which BYU team is going to show up. And for that reason, I'm going to pick Notre Dame here. But I think this is a, a toss-up game, absolutely. Yeah. I missed one more game. Uh, one of the better rivalries in college football, uh, Texas at Oklahoma. You know, uh, Red River. Sarkmania, <laughs> as Alex <laughs> likes to go, everyone likes to call it. Uh, believe it or not, Texas is actually favored. Mm-hmm. Uh, minus seven in Oklahoma. I know uh, Oklahoma has a bad string, a couple of losses. I know I picked them earlier in the year to be a surprise college football team. <laughs> um, I was looking pretty good the first couple of weeks and then they ran into a wall, but um, yeah, quick thoughts on that game, Alec. I know uh, Sarkmania is a thing there now. I think you take um, Oklahoma plus seven or six and a half, whatever it is, because um, this is a, this rivalry is, akin to the FSU Miami yeah. rivalry. Yeah. Really. Awesome. More than more than the Iron Bowl where you know every single year it's a it's coming down the wire. Whoever's got the ball last is going to win the game. And um I I I like um I like both teams. I think that Texas has been performing really well and that's why they may be uh favored so heavily. But it's Sarkmania, man, and uh, there's no way that he's going to, you know, win the season out. I just don't see it happening. I know they had a tough loss to Texas Tech, and it's not to say that they should or shouldn't uh, lose this game, but I like the home team in this rivalry. I think Oklahoma's looking to bounce back, and um, Venables and uh, and Sark have, have crossed each other's paths before. Uh, without the Alabama Clemson series over spanning years, you know, they, they know each other's tricks. So uh, it'll be a good one. I'm going with Oklahoma because of the home team. And um, just, I, I feel like Sark might blow this one. All right. Uh, that's my pick as well. Um, quite frankly, if Quinn, I, I think Quinn Ewers is still out. If Ewers was in this game, I would pick Texas, but uh, Oklahoma is still a good team, man. It's, it's at home. A tough environment. Uh, this game is in Dallas, by the way. Oh, it is crap. Yeah, you're right. I'm just it's at the Cotton Bowl. Red so River is always yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, I'm still taking, still taking Oklahoma, man. I just think this is a different animal, different cat. Uh, I want to see it from Sark. Uh, quite frankly, Quinn Ewers not being there is a big deal to me because I still believe that they're backup quarterback, right? And um, yeah, we're gonna have to see, but uh, I'm taking so, Oklahoma as well. So you say that I, I was just looking at something that there's momentum building that Quinn Ewers may start this game. Okay, so um, I, I think one of well, I'll, I'll say this first of all that regardless of the quarterback who starts, I think I'm picking Texas here. Um, I just I think Oklahoma has really looked bad these last two weeks, and I mean, you, Texas has had some not so great losses, but um, you know they they've been a little more consistent. Um, and the viewers plays, especially, I just think they have just a little too much. Um, but you know, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, just really, just really unimpressive the last two weeks, really, really disappointing. Um, they got, they just got embarrassed by TCU. Um, and I, and I get TCU is a good team, but that, you know, that's, that's a, that's a huge loss. Uh, they got blown out and Kansas state, there's no way to cut it. That's a game they got to win at home too. So, um, Texas coming off an 18 point win against a, uh, an okay West Virginia team, but you know, they're beating, they beat the team they're supposed to beat. You know, they, they, they lost an overtime to Texas tech, but I, I just like Texas here. I think Texas just has a little too much um, and potentially a little better coaching with, with Sark and, and his offense here. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to go Texas. All right, guys, before we go, um, I'm going to give you a couple teams to keep an eye on, not saying they're going to win, but just keep an eye on it. And then you guys can do the same. If you have any matchups you want to 
recommend. Um, number one, this team, oh, the last couple of years, always struggles against them. I don't know why. And this game's at home. And I believe two years ago it was at home and they barely escaped. Oh, no, this is on the road last year and they barely escaped. Just keep an eye on, I'm not saying they're a great team, but just keep an eye on Michigan, Indiana. Indiana somehow always has Michigan's number as far as close games. I know they won last year, but they just escaped. But uh, I don't know why. They just they just give Jim Harbaugh struggles, man. And they have that old, old NFL coach, forgot his name, but he's there too. Another one I would keep my eye on is, like, I know I like this team a lot, but uh, USC has struggled the last couple of weeks. I know they, they put up 45 points, but – it wasn't the prettiest 45 points you'll see. They, they really struggled the last couple of weeks scoring the ball. Um, keep an eye on Washington State at USC. I think that's their first real test. Uh, I think USC is going to come out and win that game. I do expect both those teams to win, but I do think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. So that's my uh, two cents for those teams. Yeah, so keep in mind with the Indiana take is that in the years past, they've been a pretty solid team, and a lot of that had to do with Michael Penix. Penix. Uh, Penix was pretty damn good for Indiana those last few years, which that, that would give Harbaugh fits. So I don't think Indiana is that same team. Uh, but you're right. In years past, Indiana has given uh, Michigan fits. Uh, in terms of USC, uh, they got, what, was it 13-point spread this week as Washington State? Oh, yeah, something um, like that. I think USC's offense is just too much, man. Their, their, their offense has, for the most part this year, been unstoppable. So I have no reason to go against USC or to not cover against Washington State. I know Washington State's kind of a sleeper team this year, but USC just looks like a freight train offensively. So You know what? Um, now that you mentioned that with the spread, I, I'm actually taking the under, man. I, I think it's going to be a really close game. I really do. You think so? Uh, yeah, I agree with Robert. I think I, I like that play because Washington State, they fought every team they played they've been, this year. They've been sneaky this year. I mean, they're 4-1. They're, 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 they're been competing all year. Uh, they have an they, NFL they, quarterback. They could have beat they Oregon. Do, but... They arguably could have beat uh, Oregon. Yeah, they um, slipped up at the end, but – but I just – I don't know, man. I haven't seen anybody really stop USC this year. I think they're well-deserved of their – their. I think they're ranked seven now. Um, I mean, for good reason. They're loaded offensively with talent. So, I, I just – I can't bet against Washington State to stop that until I see somebody stop them. Yeah. And uh, any other games that catch your eye? Uh, I'm looking at games right now. I think we, for the most part, covered it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have Mississippi State at Arkansas. Matter of fact – Awesome. I know, I know Mississippi State won last week at home. I'm still high on Arkansas. I think they just had a couple of bad breaks. I think they're better than what the record is. Uh, give me Arkansas, man. I think they're going to win that game as well. So, um, that's a toss up to me. It's, I think it's at home in Mississippi State. Yeah, they're, Leech they're minus nine and a half. I would actually bet the under. Where oh, I'm looking at, there. I'm looking at minus. Oh, it is minus. It opened at minus three. Now it's at minus nine. Yeah, I'm going to take Mississippi State here. I don't know about covering, but. Uh, big game at home. They're coming off some some big wins. Uh, I think Leach keeps the ball rolling. Yeah. yeah, if this game is last year, I'd probably pick Mississippi I, State. But I'm just impressed with Arkansas. They yeah, they, man. Uh, played Alabama pretty well. Uh, they beat AM. and um, Or no, they lost it. Well, what they lost A and M because the kicker straight up missed the kick. But uh, that's their, right. Their rec their record's better than what they are. Yeah, they're not a bad team. Um, but it's interesting. So one thing Leach will do, he'll go out and win a game, and then the rest of the season, all right, well, we won that game. That's it, you know. So yeah. it's like uh, I just think that Pittman's out on a mission with this Arkansas team. He really wants to go out there and compete uh, eventually for the conference, and yeah. Um, yeah. hopefully he'll get there. So I, I like I like Arkansas. I forgot to ask you guys this one question. Got a couple DMs about it, so I'll ask you guys. But um, some college football fans want to know, man, 
who's going to be the next big hire at Wisconsin? Obviously, their coach got fired. I said it numerous times, if they get a lead, they're great. When they're down, their offense is not great, man. They run the ball a lot. I know uh, he's been there for a while. Uh, I'm not surprised to see him go. I'm sure you guys are not either. But uh, first, do you guys think Wisconsin's a big job? And quite frankly, yeah. do you think uh, – I think the rumor, the hot rumor is Matt Campbell's going to go there. That's the that's the, the link. But we'll see. But, uh, Trent, what was your quick thoughts on Wisconsin as the job overall and firing of the coach? I, I think Wisconsin's a great job. Um, I, you're talking about a Big Ten powerhouse, a team that historically has been good for decades. It was honestly pretty shocking that, that they fired uh, Paul Chris because he had he had a lot of success the previous years at Wisconsin. He had a great record at Wisconsin. He just had one. He was given, I guess, a really short leash this year. Um, but I think it's a great job, a really attractive job. I think it's a, it's a great program that, that attracts a lot of talent. Uh, right now, Jim Leonard is stepping as the interim coach, and I think it's more of a tryout because they could very well hire him um, to be their next head coach. But I know that Lance Leopold has been linked to that job. The Kansas head coach, obviously, he's been doing a great job with them this year. He's an intriguing name to look at. Matt Campbell, who is at, at the center of every coaching search every year. Uh, Aranda is another name that's come up. I don't really oh, see wow. him leaving. I don't know if I see him leaving Baylor, but it's a name that's come up. Uh, Dave Dorn from NC State. That's another would be another great hire for them. And Matt Rule coming back from uh, the Damn, Panthers. That's right. He, that's he has right. not found a lot of success with the Panthers. But he did with Baylor, so you know I, I wouldn't rule out a, a return from rules. That's a but good one. I think there's a lot of good quality coaches that 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 uh, Wisconsin can acquire, and it's it's an attractive job. So it'll it'll definitely uh, gonna get a lot of um, uh, want in, in the market. So uh, that's gonna be intriguing to see how how Leonard plays the season out and where they go from there. Yeah, quick thoughts, Alex, before we go. I got a name for you, Dan yeah. Mullen. <laughs> I was, I, I, as long as you don't say Aaron Meyer, we're good, man. No, no, no. I, I do. Uh, that is a great one as well. Mullen's on a publicity tour right now. You know, he, <laughs> it's it's true. He is. I mean, he had a a bad exit um, from UF. You know, his ugly side kind of showed that he was he would get sour after losses and blame his players for losses and never really never take responsibility. That was one of the most uh, you know, defining things I noticed about him in, in that downfall. Um, and, you know, he needs to kind of kind of shake that uh, perception. And he's on ESPN now. You know, he's got his suit on with his Jordans and, and his comb <laughs> over trying to look young. But I, I'm sorry. It sounds like I'm ripping the guy, which I don't like, honestly. Uh, I, I guess I am ripping him. But he's he's a great coach, man. He had, he had great success in Mississippi State. With a good quarterback, you had great success at Florida with a good quarterback. So you put him in a system with a solid QB, um, his offense is going to fly. I mean, he, he's he's done great things. And um, I think he's definitely wanting another head coach job. I don't think he wants to go back into a coordinator role or he would have been at Alabama by now or whatever. So that's a name uh, maybe other than all the names you guys mentioned, who I think are all viable candidates. Yeah. You know, um well said, Matt. I really like the Matt Rule one. I think it's inevitable that uh, he's going to get fired of Carolina pretty soon. And uh, yeah, man, he had great success at Baylor. That's a really good one, Trent. I didn't even think about I got that one. one more name actually for Go you. Ahead. Alex said I like this name, Chris Peterson. Ooh. He's, he's an analyst Ooh. at Fox now. He's had a lot of success at Boise State and at Washington. Um, I, that's another guy that going forward, I wouldn't be surprised if you hear about his name. I mean, he the guy was 92 and 12 at Boise State. Like, 
Wow. The winner. He's a winner. Um, yeah. Anywhere, if he, anywhere he goes, they'll win. They'll compete and win a conference. So, and, and that's kind of like the Wisconsin way. They're just like a winning football program. So uh, th- I think that would be an intrig- really intriguing name going forward to see if his name develops. Yeah. Well said, guys. We'll see how this develops over the, the coming weeks. Uh, they have their interim coach now, as Trent said. He's going to get a real shot to see what he can do. But uh, I do believe it was time for a new direction. I think the offense was a little bit simple and boring because um, they didn't have a lead, man. They, they were in trouble. That's the problem. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, we got a great slate of games this week. We gave our upset picks. We'll see what happens. Uh, I know a lot of the FSU fans are going to have an eye on NC State this week. Um, both of you guys think they're going to win. Just keep an eye on the kicker. I would not be surprised if FSU wins. Um, guys, thanks for coming on. This is fun like always, and uh, we'll, we'll be back next week. Yes, sir. Can't wait. All right. Thank you.